Now you fire the first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 19! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. And we are back with week six of the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. I'm your host, Brant Tobler. And as always, I'm joined by my buddies out in Vegas, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Gentlemen, how are we doing this week? Oh, I'm, I'm good. You know, after a, a really rough weekend, uh, we had one of the worst Sundays we've had in a long time as the, the, the public really kind of took us uh, to the woodshed. But, uh, you, know, I, you know, hey, Brant, I always tell everybody, listen, I'm, I'm not looking or we're not looking for sympathy. We're just trying to explain the results. And the public did very well. So, yeah, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy, I'm sure, from all of us that lose usually. But, but so by very well, what do you mean? They just crushed almost every single game? Or was it one game that really got you guys? Or it was across the board? It was pretty much across the board. Uh, I think we went 3-9 uh, and nine on, on uh, the games and, and uh, that had any type of uh, decision. And on the bigger decisions, we went 0-3. So... It was a long day for bookmakers, I think, uh, pretty much across the country. Wow. John, was there anything good happened last week, or are you, are you still going to have a Whenever, job next week? <laughs> you know, anytime I do these interviews recapping how bad we did, I am absolutely looking for sympathy. So I don't know what Jay's, I don't know what Jay's talking about. That. That's the only reason I do those interviews is so that maybe some people will feel sorry for me personally. Uh, we did, you know what we did great on? We did great on the fight, Tyson Fury. 11th round knockout of Deontay Wilder. It would have been a lot better for us if that fight had gone under seven and a half rounds. But Fury winning the fight was was really good for for the Superbook for sure. So we had a, we had a good day Saturday. Sunday was really bad, but you, anytime you have a really bad day like that, you want to look at which players beat you. And we reviewed that list, and uh, we're okay with it. Uh, we think uh, we think we're going to be fine. I always look at those days, and I think Jay will agree with this as. Just uh, means certain people have their pockets filled going into this weekend, and I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. What about the Monday night game? That was, I mean, it looked like the Colts should have won that game easily. Did, was that another bad decision for you guys? Well, well that, that was a big swing for us because if the Colts had won the game, it would have been a huge win. We did well in the game with, with Indianapolis covering, but if they had won the game outright, it would have been one of our biggest wins of the year because we had people making these big in progress wagers on Baltimore to come back, including one player had 50,000 on Baltimore minus two and a half in progress. So if we could have got the Colts to win that game, we would have got back a lot of what we lost on Sunday on Monday night. Yeah, 
Coast. What? Yeah, Brent, we kind of made we we kind of made up for it though uh, mm -hmm. last night with the uh, you know the Buccaneers collapsing, and we were able to get this backdoor cover last night <laughs> somehow, some way. Uh, I mean, I know that a lot of us were focused on the baseball game, but it was uh, people were questioning, you know, why the Eagles would go for two, you know, down by. Uh, I guess at that point they were they were down by um, so, let's see eight, and then uh, they go for two and they make get a six point game, and therefore we were able to cover that game. So that was a good result for us. But the Colts teased us a bit, and that certainly added to the pain that we uh, collected over the weekend. Well, yeah, yeah. What a weird ending to that game it just drives betters crazy i'm sure but the good news for you guys which i wasn't even watching the game because i was sweating this baseball thing but we've talked for the last couple of weeks of how important the giants losing was for you guys and they uh it, it wasn't an easy one but you guys got to have a little relief to have these giants futures gone right jay oh yeah it was a huge relief and and i've talked to actually a few other operators uh we were texting back and forth last night and i was actually this morning just sweeping up all the confetti and getting rid of the balloon <laughs> my house but uh yeah that was a big that was a big number attached to the giants so we were certainly relieved that uh, the dodgers were to you know come through for us even though i mean it was a fantastic i'm a baseball fan fantastic game uh and even though i was rooting for the dodgers i am pretty sure that was a check swing i didn't believe that was a you know a, a strike He's out of here. It doesn't matter now. Wait, that's a good. That's a question, Jay. So, like, with the higher ups that you, you know, you have to. Do you let the higher ups know to start rooting against the Giants this last series, or would it be like next series? We'd like, hey, you guys better kind of root for <laughs> the Braves. You know, we start spoon feeding them as we get closer to the end of the season, and it looks inevitable that the Giants are going to be a factor. You know, there's. Um, depends on the level at times we might just start hey we need to knock out the giants we have some liability we don't really tell them the numbers because they'll you know, basically freak out and uh, <laughs> they it, it's on a need to know basis and so certain levels will know those numbers other levels will not uh, need to know those numbers until later uh, but uh, at that point going through the first divisional series um, there was a a few people that knew the numbers and some of the higher senior executives did not know those numbers. That's very good. I like it. Need to know is perfect way to handle it. And because it, it all worked out, they didn't, you didn't need to scare them because there was nothing to worry about. Giants had no chance. <laughs> oh, well, now we can say that. All right, well, let's get to the games this week. We'll get to baseball in a little bit, but I'm more concerned about these football games. I, I think uh, before I get into these, I'll ask you this, John, are you think are the numbers? I mean, we're kind of deep in the season now. Do you guys feel like the numbers are even sharper than ever? I, I think they're definitely sharper than they were five weeks ago for week one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we've got a much better handle on which teams are, are, are playing well this season, which teams are struggling, maybe surprising us a little bit, like Kansas City surprising us a little bit with their struggles. But we've got a pretty good idea of who the better, the, who the best teams are and who the worst teams are and, and a very good idea of where the money is going to come in from our customers. Yeah. So I, th I think the market is, is definitely stronger than it was a few weeks ago, yes. 
Well, yeah, looking at these numbers, that's why I'm excited to talk to you guys today because I feel like these numbers are right on. So I'm curious what you guys will think. So let's start with this first game, Jay. Uh, two of the better AFC teams. Chargers are heading to Baltimore. Looks like Baltimore's two and a half, fifty-two. What are you thinking on this Ravens Charger game? Yeah, this is a very interesting uh, game. A great matchup. The Ravens open three and a half. We're down to two and a half, and sharp money certainly on the Chargers. What's interesting is the general public doesn't know what to do with this game. Okay, they love Lamar. They've always loved Lamar, but now Herbert is like growing on them. So they're very confused at this point. But we certainly have seen some sharp money on the Chargers. Yeah, I'm, you're talking directly to me on this one because again, what we talked about last week. I remember what I saw last week, which was Lamar torturing me, and then Herbert's always awesome. John, any uh, what do you think? Is is there a better quarterback here, or defense, or is there anything that should make me sway one way or the other. Well, I loved watching the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, go for all those fourth downs on Sunday in the win over Cleveland. He was super aggressive. Great to see that. John Harbaugh has been that way as well, though, in the past. So you've got two coaches that are aggressive, two great young quarterbacks. Tough one to handicap. Uh, I think it looks like right now we're going to need Baltimore because most of the money we've seen so far is on the Chargers. But I don't think this game will end up being a really big decision for us because I think there's going to be a lot of support for both of these teams, and I can see why. Uh, these are two of the best teams in the league, and this could be a matchup we see again in January. Now, this won't be a decision, even though the, the numbers came through three. Is, is like Ravens win by three a disaster here for you guys? It, most of the money will come in this weekend. So while that certainly wouldn't be good, uh, such a small amount of what we'll handle on this game has been bet. Like we're talking on Friday morning. The next 48 hours, you're going to see almost all the bets on these games. So it wouldn't hurt us that bad, but it wouldn't be ideal either. Gotcha. We'll, we'll move on to this next game, which had the most, uh, I don't know, I guess it moved a little bit, but the most action in the media this week is my Denver Broncos at home against the Raiders. Looks like they're up to four now, 44. I will obviously be at this game, surrounded by a bunch of idiot Raider fans. Jay, am I, am I in trouble this week, or are Broncos going to come through? Well, yeah, Brent, you can't say idiot, first of all. Oh, so, yeah, sorry. In trouble in this. <laughs> uh, well, you I know, mean, this, smart Raider fans. <laughs> the early line on this, you know, Broncos open two and a half, and after that dismal performance on Sunday by the Raiders, it went to three and a half, and then we all know that the emails came out, so the emails moved it to four, and now well, you know, we're looking at it, and certainly uh, the sharper money has come on, on the Broncos, and I would expect the public to, to jump on the Broncos as well because of all the news that's surrounding this matchup this week. It's going to be very interesting. I know the Raiders publicized a uh, you know players-only meeting and organization meeting, and, and so they're trying to regroup there. But it's going to be very difficult, I think. I think Gruden was very well-liked with his players. And I think uh, it's going to be a very tough spot for the Raiders. But that's why we see all this movement. It's at four now, and I wouldn't be surprised if it closes at four and a half. Yeah, I'm sorry, Raider fans. You guys aren't idiots. I, I take just some of you that <laughs> will probably punch me in the face if I keep saying that. Now, I'd like to, I'm glad you brought that up, Jake, because this is an old thing that I heard about this players-only meeting. What do you... I'll ask you this, John. With players only meeting, can you handicap that? Or I remember people saying that actually is a difference. It, the, the players only meeting. Is there any truth to that? I, 
I, I, we don't really know what to do with that. And it's, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because we just talked about how we feel like we've got a good feeling for all the teams in the league after watching them play five games. The Raiders would be the one team. We don't know what to make of the Raiders. New head coach. They look like a team that had quit last week against Chicago. They obviously knew what was coming. And there was very little energy there in that game. And they're on a two-game losing streak and all this controversy surrounding their team. And they call players-only meeting. I don't know that you really know what you're going to get out of the Raiders. But we've got some questions about Denver as well. You know, Denver started 3-0 and against a very easy schedule. And they haven't looked good at all the last two weeks. So both of these teams... This is really one of the most dangerous games on the board because both these teams have a lot of question marks surrounding them. Yeah. yeah I don't know what to think of our Broncos, Jay. Will this one, by the end, do you think will be you guys will need the, the Raiders pretty bad? Or? Well, Brent, we operate in Nevada. We operate in Colorado and New Jersey, and some other states are, are on deck. There's no doubt that uh, in Colorado we will need the Raiders. Uh, however, here in Nevada... I do believe we'll need the Raiders, but not to the degree that we're going to see in Colorado. New Jersey, um, I would suspect that uh, you'll see something very similar to what we have out here in Nevada. I think there's the sharp money's on the Broncos. We know that. The public's on the Broncos. But I don't think the Sharps are going to let this run out of control. Like I said, I I think that uh, even though this early line open at 2.5, a a 4.5 closing line looks makes sense to me. Yeah. They'll take this four and a half back. I don't know what to think about this game. All right, let's. These these first two games are tough. Maybe I will bet either of them. How about this third game, Jay? The mighty Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are back against these dead Patriots, but these Patriots battle. Looks like Dallas is three, 50 and a half. What do you think about this game? Well, we opened two and a half. It's now three minus 20 on the Cowboys, and this could possibly be the most lopsided game uh, on the board this weekend as as you mentioned the cowboys are back that's pretty much what everybody is saying so the general public out there are in love with dallas right now as 85 percent of the tickets are on dallas about 70 percent of the money is on the cowboys and i just think it snowballs from here but uh, we talked about this game a couple of days ago thinking that this is probably going to be the biggest decision for us and almost, I, I would think, most books are going to need New England here. Even though they performed poorly against the Texans last week, I think the Patriots will be up for this game, having the Cowboys roll into town. But uh, certainly the biggest decision on the board for the books. John, is this this feels like a trap for us betters. I mean, the Cowboys look <laughs> so good. The Patriots almost you know, lost last week to Houston. If I was making the line, I would think the, the Cowboys should be at least like four, four and a half. Is this one of those where I'm about to get trapped? Well, the look-ahead number before the season was more like a pick 'em. So the, I think it's been baked into this line here that Dallas is off to a great start. New England has struggled quite a bit. We were at four briefly, to answer your question, but we had a very sharp group that plays with us at the Superbook in New Jersey. They took the four points with New England, and now we're all the way back to Dallas minus three, minus 20. So... There's certainly people out there that are respected people that think that line is a trap and they're betting on New England. But, of course, the public is going to be all over Dallas. I totally agree with Jay. This is our biggest decision of the week because this doesn't look to be a really heavily bet Sunday night game relative to the normal Sunday night game. Uh, so I think Dallas-New England will be the biggest bet, biggest game of the week for us, and we'll need the Patriots, which is funny because just the first dozen or so years of my career out here, every week we're rooting against the Patriots. 
And now this is the second. This is the second time in three weeks where the Patriots have been a home underdog, and they've been our biggest need. They did come through for us against Tampa Bay, of course. Yeah, Brent. I would suspect this. If you're looking to bet the the sharper side, uh, that's what they're on, and there's no guarantee. But that's where the the, the sharper money is shown up here. Um, if you're looking to do that, I would certainly wait. I I, I believe the public's going to push this through the three, and that we'll see three and a half that kickoff. That's perfect. I was just going to ask you that, Jay. If I if I want to go to the Patriots, I should obviously wait because uh, that's crazy. You answered the question in my head. You're even smarter than I thought, Jay. <laughs> now help oh, I can me with these super. <laughs> help me with these super contests. No, we'll get to that in a minute. Let's go to uh, let's move on here to the Sunday night game, which is just looks like a trash game to me, which is unfortunate because these night games have been good lately. But it looks like. The Seahawks are going to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus five, 42 and a half. Looks like we're going to get the Geno Smith days coming. I, I, again, this will be a game I have to bet, but I really don't know what to think of this game. Jay, any thoughts on this? Well, we opened the Steelers at four and now five. Part of that is uh, I mean, confirming what Wilson's situation was. Um, it, you know, he's going to be out for a while, but. Um, not a lot of action on this game so far, especially when you talk about two or the more popular teams in the league. It's kind of a lackluster matchup at this time, especially since Wilson's going to be out. I believe the public will certainly side with the Steelers a little bit because of the Wilson situation. But I don't think it's, I, I think it's going to be one of the lighter bet Sunday night games uh, that we see all season, despite the names that are being. Uh, you know, uh, in this game, I think that it's a lackluster matchup. And you know, considering some of the more marquee matchups that we have during the Sunday games, coming down to the Sunday night Seahawks at Steelers, it's surprising. But I don't think we're going to see a lot of action on this one. Yeah, I just, I mean, just looking at it, I just have no interest in this game. And I know on Sunday night, I will try to find an interest. So, I'll ask you this, John: Is there any, maybe like a prop or something that, you know, here's a like a. Like the last to score in the last two minutes proper. Is there something? Mm-hmm. Is there something you could direct me towards that might be make this game of interest to me? <laughs> is that you? You just have to have a bet on it that yeah, be interesting. I mean, I, I, mean you can't, I have to. Why don't you go? Why don't you go for a walk or do something productive instead of just forcing out a prop bet, Brent? Well, I, don't, I, I wish I could do that. <laughs> it's Sunday night. It's Sunday night football. Like I have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to do uh, something. We'll, we'll get the props out on Sunday, and I'll be sure to text you if uh, if I see anything interesting. But I, I agree with Jay. Um, th- just because people don't know what to do with this game, when you go from Russell Wilson hasn't missed a start in his whole career, I think. So people just don't know what to make of the Seahawks without Russell Wilson as the quarterback, and that's why we're seeing very light handle on this game. But once we post the Dallas game and the Raiders game and everyone's looking at the board and they see there's nothing else to do here but bet on Sunday night football, there will be some big handle for this game. So I think I think it'll still probably be our second most heavily bet game of the week. The The public just hasn't turned its attention to that game yet. Yeah, that'll be 5 o'clock and... You know what? Maybe I'm I'm gonna take a walk. That yeah, I'm gonna listen. There to should be honest. a there should be a baseball game that night, right? Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, there we go. A, maybe the NLCS game too. I think yeah, it, would be, it would be Saturday or Sunday night. Excuse me. Yeah, there we go. And there's hockey and stuff. So yeah, you know what? I'm gonna pass on. I'm gonna try to pass Good. on that game. Good. And wait, wait for Monday because actually I'm excited about this Monday night game. Jay, we got the Bills heading to Tennessee. Bills are five and a half, fifty-four and a half. This Bills hype train. It's out of control right now. Everybody says they're the best team in football. 
are you guys feeling that in the book, like future-wise? And what do you think about this game? Are, are they going to keep this ball rolling, these Bills? Well, we know the Bills are possibly the most popular team in the league right now. We opened them three and a half, and now it's five and a half, and a lot of that had to do with what we saw last week against the Chiefs. I mean, the Bills just put on a clinic and and, and took it to the Chiefs. Um, we didn't take any sharp bets on that move. It was basically a, a market move as the market just jumped up because every bookmaker knows who they're going to need come Monday night. I don't think it's a great spot for the Bills when you have a huge game like that, a marquee game, national televised, two of the top teams. You know, Now they got to go on the road again into Tennessee, who's trying to prove that they are also a contender. I'm going to fall back to the old days and, and look at that Monday night dog because if this thing gets to six or, or more, I don't think it'll get higher than six, but th- we might see some sixes. I think it's a pretty good spot for Tennessee, but I do believe after they take Sunday night off, the public will be right back at it on Monday night and drive this thing up a little bit more. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Bills are the new Chiefs, and as the public, we can't wait to bet the Bills. John, is uh, beyond this game, it feels like I was looking over the schedule. Looks like the Bills have a pretty easy schedule the rest mm-hmm. of the way. Are, are you guys starting to take a lot of Bills futures? or It feels like to me like maybe now's the time to get on AFC Championship Bills, thinking that'll be a home game. Any well, the Bills are... Well, I think that's that's exactly how it's priced right now, and that's how, that's how it's being bet right now. The Bills are the second favorite to win the Super Bowl at the Superbook. They're five to one. They're two to one to win the AFC. Josh Allen is now the betting favorite to be the NFL MVP here, and it's because of what you just said. They've got a very easy schedule in that division, and you've got all these really good teams in the West and in the North, AFC West, AFC North. They're all going to be playing against each other. Well, the Bills have a pretty easy road. I, th- I think they play Tampa later in the year, but they've got a pretty easy road the rest of the way. They clearly are in the pole position to be the one seed and have home field advantage. So Buffalo's in a great a great spot to get back to the Super Bowl. But Jay's right about the Titans. Don't count the Titans out. The Titans are minus 450 to win their division at the Superbook just because their division is so bad. But they're not a, they're not a terrible team. And if this number gets higher, it could be a good bet for a, a good spot for Tennessee. Yeah, I could see if it gets to six, and maybe I'll go with the over because I don't. I feel like Tennessee's defense stinks, but I'm kind of thinking I might. I like the Bills, but maybe I'll just make a future bet and then just root for them to win and keep winning. But I tell you what, it's a tough week, man. This is a. Is this gonna just get tougher each week from now on, or is this just a week, Jay, where you think the games are just tough and the numbers are sharp, and it just might be a, a week to proceed with caution. Well, the NFL is probably the toughest league to wager. I know that we all love watching it, and except for John, um, and we all love <laughs> playing it. But uh, you know, these numbers are very, very solid, basically because of all the information that we have on these teams. So, these lines, as we mentioned earlier in the show, are as strong as they can be right now. We have all the information. We have a pretty good finger on the pulse of, of these teams and these numbers are tough i mean i still like it you know enjoy playing it as well but these numbers will continue to be uh, strong throughout the entire year 
This week's episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped has taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and show support for your favorite podcast today by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping on any order with the promo code SUPERBOOK. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code SUPERBOOK. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? Looks like the leader of the super contest, uh, we got one guy at 20 and a half points and then three guys at 20. Of course, I'm uh, currently at 1,082 because I'm an idiot and I didn't get my picks in last week because I was in a pickleball tournament, which is just disgusting. I, I, I remember starting the contest and you guys talked about people not getting their plays in. I was like, you guys make it so easy. I cannot believe people do that, but uh, I'm a moron. But the beauty of the contest is you guys do the three-week contest, so I'm going to get through this week, and then I'm coming out firing next week. And we still have the reboot, right? Uh, can you remind us one more time about the reboot, Jay? When is that? The reboot, uh, first of all, the Super Contest reboot is a second-half contest. So uh, you don't have to be in the original Super Contest to enter, but if it's not going your way, we start up another one halfway through the season. And we're accepting those entries right now in Nevada, and it's five hundred dollars to enter. Same format as a super contest, and the deadline is November thirteenth, I believe, at three p.m. So we have plenty of time to enter. As you mentioned, Brent, we got all these in-season contests with the regular contests. So we hear about it all the time. How they love the format and all these extra mm -hmm. chances to win, even though you might have a rough season going. We have a new contest within the Super Contest every three weeks. And our first six-week contest ends this week. So a lot of chances to win some cash. And it's not chunk change. You're talking about 75 k for the winners of the uh, three-week contest, 100 k for the uh, um, six-week contest, plus uh, you know other prizes as well. It's going over very well. And uh, so th that's, that's what's so fantastic about the new Super Contest, just all these second and third chances that everyone has. Yeah, I mean, it saved the day for me because it still gives me hope because, I mean, I went to bed that night just sick about it. If, if, and if it was like the old days or just one contest, that's quite that's just such a dumb move by me to just take a free 0-5. So I still have hope, so we'll see this week. John gave me his block of the week, so I'm going to put that in my place. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Did you so say I'm, something about pickleball, Brant? You like yeah, pickleball? I was playing a pickleball tournament, and then I – not only did I spend all day loot, I, then I lost in the quarterfinals of both mixed and doubles, and and then so to miss out on my plays and lose, I would, uh, the story would be better if I at least won the pickleball. But no, I uh, I'm just a big loser. Last Saturday, do you like pickleball because it's one s sport that you can play with a beer in the hand? Is that's that right. <laughs> that's right. That's what I hear. Yeah. Okay. Two beer brand is much better at most sports. So yeah, it, it's uh, I'm I'm pretty much retired now. So I just play with uh, all my old friends and uh, and they kick my butt. But uh, I, I'm retired. I think I'm going to go back to to picking football. Well, I should retire at that too. But <laughs> it was a rough week next week. But I'm ready to get them this week. I'm ready to, to get all right. ready to win. I got to win one of these three weeks. Is now the goal. So we'll see. All right, let's see what else is going on in the book. We talked a little about the Dodgers, but. I want to talk about this ALCS, NLCS. 
Jay, uh, looks like you guys have Astros or small favorite, about $1.40 series price favorite. Uh, now that the Giants are out, do you guys need anybody in these with the final four here, or what do you guys got going with the baseball? Well, our ba- best case scenario is the Red Sox, and uh, I think, uh, well, I know that we'll be rooting for them, but uh, somebody on this podcast has a ticket or two on the Red Sox as well, and uh, they'll be rooting for uh, Boston. But I mean, the numbers, we're you know, we're back under control. We're, we're exhaling today as we had that uh, you know scenario with the Giants, but. Um, Moving forward, it, it, looking at the numbers, you know, we certainly don't need the Dodgers now. That's our, our worst decision. So we go from rooting for the Dodgers to rooting for the Braves and rooting for the Red Sox. But nothing that's, uh, you know, eye-popping at this point. It, it looks like a normal pool for us, you know, once we eliminated the Giants. Mm-hmm. Well, you said somebody has some tickets on the Red Sox, and I know it's not me, so it must be you, John. Are you now a Red Sox fan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm a Nationals fan, but uh, I did. I made some bets on Boston back in April of this year, and I was very happy to see them beat Tampa. And not only do I want Boston to win for my own pocket, it's a great result for the Superbook as well. Boston winning the American League is very positive. They are our best outcome in the World Series future book. So we'll, we'll be big Red Sox fans. I'm sure Jay will be rooting for me in addition to the Superbook. And, and we're in a good spot now. You know, Dodgers winning the World Series isn't good for us, like Jay said, but we do very well if they win the pennant. So we have kind of a, a balanced future book now where we, we don't have to fear one team. So we're, we're in good shape there, and I'm really looking forward to the to the, to the two LCS series. Uh, should be great. Should be great. And, and it's three of the same four teams as last year, which I think is crazy because yeah. you, had, you had such a wonky format last year with 16 playoff teams, the neutral fields, and I think the first round was a best of three. But in the end, we almost got the exact same teams we had last season. If Tampa Bay had beat Boston, we'd have the same two uh, series. Mm-hmm. Well, John, that's, I have a question for you about that. So you have some futures on the Red Sox, and I think mm-hmm. one problem that betters have all the time is hedging, when to hedge. How are you mm-hmm. going to handle your futures on this? Do you let them ride out? Or are you going to bet a little back, or do you have any strategy for hedging? I, I didn't do anything uh, in the last series. I figured I needed them to win at least one series, uh, and they did. They beat Tampa for me as an underdog, which was great. But I did uh, I did go and make a few bets on Houston, Houston series price for this round because if I can get Boston to win, I'll, I'll have seventy five to one in the World Series. It'll be I'll, I'll be in such a good position that I wanted to lock in some profit here. And, and the big thing too is I just think Houston is better than Boston. So, you know, if I was very confident that Boston was going to win, I wouldn't do anything here. But uh, I think Houston is better. Although I, I told Jay this yesterday, I, I probably wouldn't have hedged as much as I did if I had known that Lance McCullers was going to be out for the Astros. Mm-hmm. I got the, I knew there was a possibility there, but I, I would have I pulled back a little bit if I would known for sure he was going to miss the LCS because that is a significant loss for Houston. Yeah. All right, boys, it's another good week. But as always, let me uh, hit you with a couple college games on the way out of here, see if I can get some winners going into NFL Sunday. Uh, here's who I like. I, I kind of like Indiana this week. I feel like uh, they're getting four against Michigan State. I like Indiana. I, I like Utah State a little, and I like Texas. Jay, you got any thoughts on these games? Well, I can tell you that Michigan State, uh, John and I were talking about this earlier, um, 
might be the play of the week uh, from the general public. So, you know, betting against uh, everybody, uh, you know, it's, there's no locks out there, but it's not a bad idea to be on the other side as uh, most of the general public are all over the Spartans there. Uh, Utah State, that's a very interesting game there. Uh, you know, it, 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 on the cover, it might not be interesting to a lot of people, but in the betting world it is because we did see some sharp action on the Aggies at minus five and a half. It's now up to seven uh, over UNLV. So that is the sharp side. However, you're not getting a great number there. You know, the, a lot of people, and John can touch on this as well, um, a lot of people, when they hear the sharp side, just because you're on the sharp side uh, doesn't mean that you have a good number or the right side for that matter. It's a, It's usually after the sharps have played it and you're probably getting the worst of it, but you are on the sharp side. So in this case, minus seven is something that is a market number right now that the sharps would not play at minus seven, but they did at five and a half. So you're somewhat sharp, Brant. Um, <laughs> you're just a little late to the party there, uh, but sometimes that works out, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> practice that. All right. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, John, what about this Texas game? Any thoughts on that third one? A lot of sharp guys on Oklahoma State in that game, and I think it's it's a tough spot for Texas. They really blew the Red River shootout last week. They had that they had a big lead on Oklahoma. That's their biggest game of the year. Now they got to come home, regroup, take on a good Oklahoma State team, and saw some sharp guys taking five, four and a half, four this morning. Right when I got here, right now Texas is a three and a half point favorite. We're gonna need Indiana big, so I hope you're right about Indiana. And it looks like we're gonna. Probably a pretty split action on that Oklahoma State game. The Utah State-UNLV game, there was some sharp money on Utah State, but I wouldn't expect it to be a heavily bet game. Uh-huh. Well, I think, I mean, Jay made a great point there. I guess you're not taking the sharp number when that yeah. five and a half. I've followed the sharps, but it's really not sharp anymore because if it was still sharp, they would keep betting it, right? It, if they still liked it at minus seven, they'd lay seven. They yeah. And I, I think that's a really important thing for people out there. If everybody... Everybody wants to follow these sharp plays, follow these line moves. Well, you're not following the line move if you're betting a point and a half after they bet it. Uh, it's it's really not a, it's not advisable to do that. It doesn't mean it won't win in a one-time scenario, but it's not advisable to do that. They laid five and a half. If they wanted to lay seven, they'd do it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, guys. Uh, as always, thank you for doing the show, Jay and John. And thank you, listeners, for uh, subscribing, rating, reviewing the show wherever you listen to the podcast. Remember, you can come see us at the Superbook in Vegas or at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado. We will always have all the games on. And as always, you can follow us on Superbook Sports or go to Superbook.com to stay on top of all the latest odds, boots, and promos. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win! You get a win! Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Now you thought you were going to give me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.
This week's episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped has taken off in not only the USA, but Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and show support for your favorite podcast today by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping on any order with the promo code SUPERBOOK. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code SUPERBOOK. 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 Superbook.